Welcome to the show. This is Debating with My Dad. I'm your host, Louisa Herman, and this is my dad, Matt Herman. Say hi. Hi, I'm Matt Herman slash dad. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. We are trying out a new idea. We want to use what's going on in both of our lives as something that we can talk about. So here's how the format of this show will work. Every episode, we will pick a topic, and we'll each take a side of that topic. And we're going to debate about it. And then at the end of each show, we will ask you who has won this debate. And you'll get to pick the topic from a list of three topics for the next episode. If you don't get your topic, don't be sad because we'll probably do that one too. Don't worry. I'm really excited to learn more about what's going on in your life and to hear what your perspective is on the world. And I can't wait to help share my perspective as well and see what you think yeah. about it. And then, of course, we'd love to hear from you guys and see if you think we're both crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and to vote, I almost forgot, email us at debatingwithmydad at gmail.com. The next episode, we'll count up the votes and we'll tell you guys who won. That's debatingwithmydad at gmail.com. Our first topic is... Harold Hill and the Music Man. Harold Hill. Is... Hero or villain? Or somewhere in between. I'm actually in a production of the Music Man that we are doing at Miller Creek Middle School, where I go. And I thought, when I was looking through the script, I saw this Harold Hill character. And I'm thinking, he's the main character. Usually the main character is a good guy. But in some cases, like the main character is not the good guy. So we're going to be debating today whether Harold Hill is a good guy or a bad guy. Right. And just for a little bit of background for our audience who might not be too familiar with The Music Man, The Music Man is, a, is, a, is an American musical that was, uh, I believe, first on Broadway in 1964. Yeah. It came out, it was, on, it was on Broadway the same time that West Side Story was, and they were both smash successes. There's a lot of famous songs. What are the famous songs? There's 76 trombones. Yeah, 76 trombones, da-da-da-da-da. And, uh, and then there was you. Then there was you, and then there's the Wells Fargo wagon. The Wells Fargo oh, wagon. The Wells Fargo wagon is a coming down the street. And what's the one that the Lispy Kid sings? Uh, Gary, Gary Indi- Indiana. Gary Indiana. Gary Indiana. Gary Indiana. Right. So, so popular song, but the story behind the Music Man is about a salesman that comes to a small town River called City, Mason, Iowa. River City, Iowa. Not Mason City. I forget. <laughs> But the story is he comes to the city and he's a salesman of music instruments, right? But there's a twist. He is a con man and he doesn't only sell music instruments, which is a common misconception. He sells uh, marching bands. He not only sells the instruments, he sells the uniforms. He sells his own services, gives all the kids their music instruments and jumps town so he doesn't have to stay there and actually teach the kids how to be a band because he doesn't know how to make a band right so the idea behind this first podcast is to talk about harold hill and whether or not he's a a positive force or a negative force is harold hill a hero or a villain yes and louisa will be arguing on for harold hill as a hero right i think so yeah and i will be arguing the part of harold hill as villain so I think what we should probably do is uh, is start with the affirmative, and that's you. Okay. And you can talk about give me give me a, a, a thought for why you think Harold Hill is a hero, and three supporting points, three reasons okay. why. 
Harold Hill is a good guy. And my first supporting point is that he brings a joy to this upturned nose town and he he brings this joy and it shows it shows in the Wells Fargo wagon uh, the l- child with the lisp Winthrop he sings a whole solo and he was always so shy because he never wanted to talk because he had a lisp and it shows in so many scenes and then Harold Hill comes along and he brings this sort of joy to all the kids and he gives them a chance to speak out with their music instruments. Granted, it is not, he doesn't teach them how to play them. Second point, he is a human. He is not a heartless, cold-blooded monster. Here comes a major spoiler. (laughs) Spoiler alert! He falls in love with Marion the Librarian, and that is a very human emotion. If he was so heartless, he would not have done that. Okay, point two. Harold Hill is a human. He is a person. He okay. is not cold-blooded. Okay, got it. So he's, he means well. Yeah, he means well. Well, I chose this because it was the hardest point to make. Third but point. Third point. Harold Hill is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Can't come is, up with three? This is impromptu, okay? <laughs> um... Maybe next time we'll have a little bit more <laughs> yeah, research. This might have been a bad idea. It's okay. It's okay. We're just we're we're, we're experimenting. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> third, I guess my third point would be. What about uh, does he give people something to do? He gives the kids something to do, and they're all like just like snotty nosed kids, and he teaches <laughs> them. He teaches them how to be a little less stubborn and rude by giving them instruments. Okay, great. <laughs> See, this is hard. First point what is he brings a sense of joy. joy Second point is that he's human and he means well. Yeah. Third point is that uh, he gives the kids something to do. Sure. <laughs> Which actually, fun fact, was his intention as he describes in the song Trouble. And he's like, if your kids don't have something to do, they're going to be doing all this stuff that's not good. But I'm playing pool, and, smoking. I'm playing pool, and fun, also, random fun fact: pool. What he tried? He was basically the ultimate politician. He would have been an incredible politician, but he convinces everyone that pool is a game for lower class people. Mm-hmm. Billiards, however, is super gentlemanly, yes. and he totally different. A, totally different. Six pockets in a table that mark the difference between a gentleman and a bum. With a capital P, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for a pool. All right, so now it's my turn. Okay. First off, Harold (laughs) Hill is not a good person. He's a con man that takes advantage of these poor, small townspeople. The first point that you bring up, Louisa, that Harold Hill brings people joy. Harold Hill doesn't bring people joy. Harold Hill brings an illusion of joy. There's a difference between real joy and the sort of joy that um, is gone as soon as they um, as they stop playing or, or until they or until he leaves town. Basically, it's a novelty. It's not really a true happiness. It's just the novelty that comes with buying something new. See. Second point is that you said that he he's human and that he means well. I think he might be human in the fact that uh, humans are can be greedy. 
Um, but I don't, I, I don't think he means well. I think he means to serve himself. And I think it, it seems clear that he'll serve himself in any way possible, um, even if that means selling people things that they don't need. Okay. The last point is that it gives the kids something to do. Um, I suppose it gives the kids something to do, but they could be using that time doing other things like doing their studies, making friends, growing crops, helping their parents. Growing crops. I don't know. What did they grow? Were they farmers? What are they doing? <laughs> They're not farmers? It wasn't set in like 1832, Dad. It was well, it's like in Iowa. 18- I people are farmers in Iowa. They, they're, are, they're t- today, people farm like in Iowa. They're all salespeople, I think. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. They never specify. Okay, here's the thing. I got to I gotta agree with Dad on that. No, you I have to! Are you kidding? Are you kidding? You're way too good. I already lost. Uh, over. <laughs> so I think what we should do is a rebuttal might be. What is, um, is a rebuttal is like a response. So you said that an object, objection. You like you said that he gives people joy. I said that it's an illusion of joy. You could say what's the difference between joy and illusion of joy? Yeah. As long as you're feeling joyful. Okay, that's it. He's way too good at this. <laughs> you're so good at this. How do you even do this? If there was like a debate club that like paid you, you would be like rolling in dough. That's what I do. I mean, this is kind of what I do. Yeah. This is like his profession, so but about, this is not fair. <laughs> but what, what I mean, an interesting issue that it brings up is um, joy versus the illusion of joy. It's hard yes. to tell what the difference of that is. But marketing and advertising, Which something that I do, does is about giving people this feeling of uh, joy that they can buy into, a feeling of belonging, a feeling like they're... Um, Maybe that their status is higher than other people, or maybe just that a product works better than other products and it makes them feel better about themselves. Now, it might not be the thing that gives them true self-actualization and joy, but it might give them joy for a minute and maybe that's maybe that's okay. So I don't know. I think that what's really interesting about Harold Hill is that it's a very American story. It's about capitalism. It's about salesmanship. It's about marketing. It's about... It's about getting people to buy something that they don't really need to make them feel better about themselves. Yeah. I and that's think, what America's about. Yeah. I, wow. That's just a lovely thing for our country to be about. Not freedom, capitalism. <laughs> but, you know, America's a cool place. Not to be too cynical, but that's yeah. kind of what the economic system is built on. Yeah, it is. I, this is a very interesting topic. Illusions of joy versus real joy. I honestly do not believe that there is a true significant difference, except for the illusion of joy is a little shorter lived, but maybe only by a little. Maybe you can think back and like, oh, I was a real idiot when I bought this trombone, trombone, (laughs) (laughs) when I bought this trombone, but it's a funny story that you can laugh about with your friends while you're trying out Bevo and Cubebs. (laughs) I'm a genius. It's a very American story, and I think this is this is why it was so popular. It was something you could relate to. It was not a fairy tale story. The guy, the very main character, is so human. He has bad qualities too. Instead of like Cinderella, where like Cinderella's like the perfect good little child, and she's not quite human. Mm. Human. She is more plastic than she would be human. She's like a Barbie doll. Right. And so. I think the reason this this play was so so popular because 
it gave some a feeling of relationship. It was something that people could be like, yeah, humans are greedy sometimes, most of the time, and we do stuff that is not great, and we can relate to Harold Hill, and that should have been my third point, that he is relatable. <laughs> when you come up with when you come up with a, a comeback way too late, but um, <laughs> it's okay. We can edit it like you came up with it a long time ago. That's a good idea. Actually. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think it's a really, I think it's a really interesting question. I think so. There's a there's a there's a history lesson here too about what was happening in America at the time because yeah. it was it came out in the early '60s, right? Yeah. So you know, the war happened in the which, '40s, which war? World War Two, okay. and in the post-war years in the '50s, America was very very prosperous. Yes. And uh, people had a lot more money to buy stuff before they did, like, when they were in the war. This is when people were having a lot of babies. Yes, the baby boom, exactly. Yeah, baby boom. So, Because everyone's like, I am rich, I can afford a bunch of babies, let's do it. That's exactly right. Let's have a big family, and that's cool. So people started buying stuff, and then the 60s happened, too, and then it continued through the 60s. But there was this other stuff sort of brewing in the background, like the civil rights movement was going on at the same time. And then by Wait, the late 60s... Wait, that wasn't 60s, until then? Yeah. Holy cow, I did not know that. That is not a long time ago, and it's slowly diminishing my hopeful, my faith in humanity, but okay. <laughs> Keep up faith, you're only 11. I know. <laughs> but the, yeah, so the 60s, so when this musical came out, people were starting to, I think, question the materialism that came in the 50s. Well, my theory is that it comes that around a time when people are starting to question the materialism that... Yeah they're enjoying before like the late 60s when everything kind of exploded yes and i have something that we can talk about too so i should have brought my script with me that would be a great idea but um i want to talk about some of the very extremely racist probably not okay to perform in a junior version of the music man stuff that was going on let's talk about that let's talk about this this is fun (laughs) so in one of the scenes, uh, right before 76 Trombones, there is a scene about the Wonton Yee girls. And this is such a horrifically racist scene. Is it in the junior version? Yeah, it's in the junior version. I'm like, why is this in the junior version? We had to cut it out, or else Miss Burroughs might have gotten like fired. Really? Miss Burroughs is my drama teacher. Um, we had to cut that out. And I was thinking, this was written at a time where this kind of thing was okay. And I want to talk about that because it is very racist and the mayor's wife says things like, I will count in the Indian tongue as if there was only one. And she says very, very racist things that I am not okay with saying myself. Like what else? Like she... You um, can quote her. Okay. I'll quote no one will her. think you're racist. I will quote her. This is not me, her. But um, uh, she says like, I will count to... Ten in the Indian tongue, quote unquote Indian tongue. There were like so Native many. Like Native American. She says Indian. <laughs> yeah. So she means yeah. Yeah, she means that, but there were so many languages. That's a, true. historically inaccurate. Right. B and then she goes like e tongue foo feather fip and I'm like <laughs> what? We had to cut that part out. It's supposed to be like these girls marching up on stage, banging like tom toms, going wonton yi and peering left and right. This is racist. This is not okay to perform in a junior version. I'm ex- I'm extremely confused why they would put this in a junior version because it is pretty. Things, yeah, it's great. Obviously, 
social mores around racial identity were very different when the musical yeah. was written. And there's a question, probably a legitimate question, about do you present this document, this musical, as it was written? Or do you edit it out because our conventions yeah. would say that these this is more racist than um, we would prefer to have at a middle school musical? <laughs> Which I agree with the more modern things. This was, if you have seen a, a movie, if you haven't, it's not the greatest movie in the world. So if like if you have like three hours to kill, go ahead. But like, we replaced the wonton ye girl scene with the Grecian urn scene, where Eulalia goes one Grecian urn, and like two Grecian urns, and a fountain. Trickle trickle. Tr- it's a very funny scene, not racist, and it's cool, and I like it much better. <laughs> I think that's that's probably that's a, that's a good that's a good place to pause for right now. What what I like to do is we would like to ask you the oh, audience yeah. to vote and to tell us: Do you think Harold Hill is a hero, a good guy that's actually bringing joy to a small town, um, and misunderstood by people who see him otherwise, or is he a villain? Is he a con man who's actually separating these poor, naive townspeople from their money? And uh, then skipping off to the next town. So, yeah. so I think we, we, we'd love to have your help voting. To vote, all you have to do is email your choice to debatingwithmydad at gmail.com. That's debatingwithmydad at gmail.com. We'll keep voting open for about a week, and then we'll tally up your selection and let you know who won at the end. Oh, and there's one other thing that we'd like for you to vote on, and that's the topic for the next episode of Debating With My Dad. Here are the three topics that you can choose from. The first one is that Eichlers are a great place to raise children. True or false? The second topic will be digital assistants do more harm than good. And the final one is homework is an essential part of a comprehensive education. True or false? So remember, it's Eichlers, digital assistants, or homework. Send in an email to debatingwithmydad at gmail.com. That's debatingwithmydad at gmail.com. Let us know who you think won this debate and what you'd like for us to debate next. Yay. And then um, we should, and then we have to have a sign-off. So we hey. can say, like, until next time, I'm Matt. I'm Louisa. And keep it something. <laughs> keep it arguing. We'll, we'll figure that out. Well, we have to figure that out. Wait, I think I've got a pretty good idea. Thanks for joining us on Debating with My Dad. Be sure to check in next time. Because we said so. Da.